when you're doing your events, you have certain things in place in order to make it powerful, profitable, and support you in not only growing your business, but also support you in changing the lives of the people that you serve. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Welcome to today's episode where we have the privilege of speaking with Shay Wheat, the certified event producer and CEO of Grace and Ease Productions Incorporated. Shay is a creator of popular programs such as the Powerful Event Process and the Ultimate Event Planner Certification Program, helping clients create powerful and profitable events. From in-person to live virtual events, Grace and Ease Productions has produced events with attendees ranging from 50 to 4,000 plus and has collaborated with renowned celebrities. With Shay's expertise, clients have generated over $24 million in revenue, gained thousands of new clients, and impacted the lives of over 16,000 attendees. Let's learn from Shay and discover the secrets to creating successful and profitable events. Stay tuned. Shay, how are you doing today? I'm phenomenal. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time and coming on to the podcast as a guest. I'm excited. I think we have a lot of good things to talk about today. I think so too. I mean, I, I like the dream written in your in your in your shot and behind you. <laughs> and I am a dreamer as well. Um, so I think we got we got a lot of common things to talk about for sure. You're also a certified event producer, which is really awesome. It's it's a it's not a terminology a lot of people heard of before, mm-hmm. but this is definitely something that's been needed for the past couple of years, but even before that for a long time. Yes, yes, absolutely. So if you're not familiar with uh, myself and Grace and Ease Productions, we actually support our clients in creating powerful and profitable live and virtual live events, whether that's 50 people in a room or over 4,000 attendees. We tend to support them in a one-day event or a three-day event. 
Uh, we collaborate with some really amazing speakers out in the space. You might have heard of Dr. Oz or Lisa Nichols, maybe Bill Barron, Allison J. Prince. Um, but what we really support them in doing is not only helping them create an event that is extremely profitable, but also experiential. So we handle all the behind the scenes stuff, like the planning and the speaker sponsor support, um, the production of it. So our clients can just pretty much show up and deliver the content and create crazy awesome results for their clients and potential clients. Hey, I like, I like the sound of that because I like it when I show up, <laughs> deliver my piece, right? Don't need to worry about how the engine works. I just need to be able to get in the car and start driving. And you're providing that car by producing the event, by setting up all of the things in motion. And anybody can just come in, sit in their seat, turn their lights and cameras on, mm -hmm. and they're ready to show up. Mm -hmm. Which is your specialty. So I'll let you handle that piece of it. <laughs> and I'm going to work on the run of show. I'm going to make sure the speakers are showing up on time, that, you know, all the transitions and the music and everything else is flowing really, really smoothly. Mm -hmm. But the tech, I'll let you handle that. Absolutely, Shay. So tell me what got you started in this space? What inspired you to even think about, you know, this is something that you want to do? for some part of your life, not all of it, you know, some part right. of your life. Yeah. Um, I, I like to say I kind of fell into it. Mm. Uh, so I was trying a little bit of everything. So I'm a Reiki master, which is an energetic healer. I was speaking on stages. I was in network marketing. I was like appreciation marketing. I was doing a bunch of different things to try and figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I'd gone to school and uh, initially to become a medical doctor and then realized that wasn't how I was going to support people. So what is it? And I was speaking on a stage, a uh, new year, new you at the beginning of the year. And I was talking about appreciation marketing and I was just kind of messing around with the guy who had my microphone before me because it would switch off from speaker to speaker. I'm like, Hey dude, don't go spitting on my mic. <laughs> and he was like, you're funny. Who are you? <laughs> Come to find out he was like the head of, head of education for Dr. Oz's nonprofit that was based in Sacramento where I lived mm -hmm. at the time. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. I met his sister Saval at Maria Shriver's women's conference that I was supporting and like volunteering and helping with speaker engagement and stuff like that. And he's like, hold on. She's best friends with our CEO and we're doing a women's conference. You should help us. And I went, okay. <laughs> so that's how I became an associate producer. Um, I was in charge of over 70 speakers and over a hundred volunteers. Wow. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm kind of good at this. Let's look into it a little further. And that's kind of what set me on the trajectory. I love that. You know, a lot of people say we fell into this or I fell into this. But what's funny is that you didn't really fall into it. You were already reading the chapters through, mm. you know, through your own experience, through your own trial and error mm -hmm. into getting to, oh, this makes so much sense from what I've been doing in the past. And I like to, you know, the reason I like to ask the question, how'd you get started? 
or what inspired you is because I like to see those patterns. I like to see which steps did you go through? How many failures did you have to really land the thing that you that you would show up with your true genius? Oh, I, I definitely had some failures. I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah. One of them was living in a barn because mm. I had no money at one point in time. Yeah. So I definitely had some failures <laughs> or, you know, experiences that experiences, allow you to yeah. get to where you are today. Right. If I didn't yeah. have those experiences, I wouldn't have been in situations to then allow me to interact with the people that I did and yeah. then set me on the path. Right. But yeah. I kept saying yes. I think is one of the pieces that's really important, especially for entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. is you go, yes, let me now figure out how to make it happen. But yes, that there is a way. And yeah. part of, you know, Grace and Ease Productions, one of our, our pillars is everything is figure outable. So <laughs> let's figure it out, right? Because events are crazy. They can, they can be like creating a life of their own. And you have to go and pivot and, and adjust and flow and move with it. A little bit of matrix going on. Uh, in order to really support what's showing up in the room. Mm-hmm. We can do the same event. I have clients that are with me for years and we do the same event every single year, but each year it's a little bit different based on who's showing up and based on what's happening in the world. Yeah. So we adjust with them. I love that. And I, I like when you said, you know, you've had a lot of experiences and it's almost like the hero's journey, right? Mm-hmm. You have the rise and the falls and you have that alone time which helps you get so clear on what you really want out of it. And then you go out there and you keep coming back, right? Mm -hmm. You make a commitment, then you recommit yourself and you keep going forward because even though we've fallen and have failed, that means that that's the lowest we can go. (laughs) The next step is only going to go up, right? Yep, this is true. Very, very true. So what kept you motivated in keep coming back? I know you, you, you're producing these events. You're creating uh, a solution for people that don't have the time. Mm-hmm. What's keeping you motivated and where are you heading? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I am more of a behind-the-scenes gal. Um, I've started to become more and more front of scenes, hence the reason why I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. However, um, I've always seen myself as somebody who kind of like locks arms with people and creates a wave of change together. So if I was a lone speaker on my own and I was creating, you know, whatever it is out in the marketplace, I could only support so many people and I could only affect so many people. But I love the idea that I can actually do that with my clients. So, you know, I can have a client that has 400 people in an event, 50 people in an event, you know, 200 people, what have you. And I can do 10, 12, 20 events a year and affect the lives of, I think we're over 16,000 people that we've changed the lives of, right? Like how amazing is that? (laughs) Um, And then the year after year after year, when we do the same event, the people come back and just to like, I'm getting goosebumps just to watch the transformation of people of when they come in on day one, let's say it's a three day event, come in on day one. And they're like, 
I don't know about this. We'll mm. see, you know, and they're like crossing their arms and everything yeah. else. And then at the end, they're like high-fiving people and hugging people. And this is my tribe and my community. And like, I've been looking for this mm -hmm. because the people that my clients support are in pain and we support them with a solution on how to get out of that pain. And that for me is everything. I love that experience and granted, you know, events can be challenging. There's a yeah. lot of logistics, you know, personally, my team, we spend a hundred plus hours pre-event supporting your event and getting all of that handled, but it's worth it to see yeah. the transformation in the end. Amen. That's, that's so true. I remember running a um, home studio rehab challenge earlier this year and the transformation I saw just within each day that people kept coming with these questions. They kept, you know, having the answers and then taking that and then running with it. It's mm -hmm. like, wow, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like we're giving them permission to yeah. already utilize what they have. Well, and an event really allows, I mean, you as the expert are sh not only giving them permission, but you're also showing them this is a path that mm -hmm. is a possibility for you. So you're seeing the brilliance in them before they see it in themselves. And I think there's power in that and yeah. there's community in that and support and accountability that really is and being seen, right? I think that's huge, especially now, um, yeah. if people are still locked in their, their worlds and not able to get out, being seen is so much more needed now than ever. Now more than ever, my my good friend Brian Shulman does these uh, shows on LinkedIn, What's Good Wednesdays and Shout Out Saturdays. Hmm. And during COVID, now more than ever, they had a hashtag, you know, so every once in a while you'd hear, now more than ever, we need this. We need yeah. that community of people. Human beings are, you know, we are a social being, like we're yes. a social animal which means that we need each other to survive yeah. and grow. Right. And events allow you that space to connect with other like-minded individuals. There and it is. so the, the event host is, you know, kind of pulling everybody together and go, all right, tribe, here we go. Let's do this together. And off we go. <laughs> it's so, it's so good. I love it, man. We've had so much fun talking about, the power of events, the, top, the power of building communities from scratch. Yes. I was talking to my neighbor earlier, and he's wearing the T-shirt from Spartan Race. I'm mm. like, I remember that. And I told him how a few years ago when I was in Colorado, I wanted to go for a run, do, you know, participate in that event. And it's like, it's like nothing you can imagine because when you show up at the race, People are high-fiving each other. They know exactly who you are because you're now part of your community. Yes. And it's it's so good when, when you get to experience it firsthand. Right. Well, those are events. People don't think about, you know, Facebook Lives can be can seen as events, clubhouses, mm. um, meetups, um, podcasts. They're all events. There's probably a good 
17 plus different types of events out there that people can be utilizing to not only create community, grow community, but also support and growing their business, uh, which I think is really fantastic to look at, you know, based on where you're at in your business, you should be doing certain types of events to start building up that community, start lead gen, creating your tribe. Yeah. Uh, and that's really what we want to be supporting people with. Man, I love that. And that comes down comes back to if you look at corporations and they have a culture, they have a community, and the reason people are coming together is because they're serving one serve one specific purpose and just keep moving forward. Exactly. Absolutely. All right, let's take a quick break. And then as we come back, Shay's going to share with us three hacks to take away the power of events. I don't know. <laughs> Just came up with it. Um, yeah, we'll be right back. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Hey guys, welcome back. We've been talking with Shay Weed. We've had some really fun conversation about event planning, on, on, about how it's produced, how it, and funding 17 different types of events. I didn't even think of that. Like I thought like a Facebook Live was something different, a group coaching, something. You know, all of these things are actually an event because it's something that is happening on the calendar. So thank you for bringing that to my vernacular, Shay. Yeah, absolutely. And as I was saying before, you know, the events can be a 90 minute workshop. It can be a summit. You mentioned that you did a challenge, right? These Mm -hmm. are all different types of events and ways that you can engage your audience. So I know everybody here is super interested in setting up their own studio so they can connect with their audience, right? So you bring that amazing piece of it. And then from my perspective, I want to make sure that when you're doing your events, you have certain things in place in order to make it powerful, profitable, and support you in not only growing your business, but Mm -hmm. also support you in changing the lives of the people that you serve. Yeah, I love that. So Shay, share with us three hacks to take away. How can we utilize these events and what are some of the fundamentals that we should be thinking about when putting these events together. Yeah, absolutely. So 
there's actually five event fundamentals. On any event that you're going to be doing, you're going to want to take a look at these five pieces. So if you grab your pen and paper, the first one is taking a look at your audience and your ticket sales. Now you're like, okay, but I'm doing a Facebook Live. Do I really need to be thinking about the audience and the ticket sales? I'm not selling tickets. This is true, you're not selling tickets, but you're still connecting with your audience. And you want to, with any event that you do, you wanna make sure there is an event promise. So at the end of your Facebook Live, at the end of the podcast that you're doing, at the end of the challenge, what is the event promise? What is your audience walking away with um, when it's done, when it's all said and done? So that is still bringing in your audience because you want to make sure that you're serving them at the highest level and they actually are seeing you as an expert because anytime you're hosting an event, you are an expert. You are the one on stage and you're the one supporting them with their next best step. So number one is your audience and your ticket sales. The second fundamental is your run a show. What in the world are you gonna talk about? <laughs> right? It's like, how are you setting it up? How are you setting yourself up as the expert? How yeah. are you supporting the audience? What are the key pieces? What are they walking away with? It then ties into your event promise. So you need to have some structure and flow. You have to have a run a show. Even if it is a 15 minute Facebook Live, you need to run a show, right? Um, and it doesn't have to be super detailed. It can be like, okay, I'm gonna jump on here and I'm gonna talk for you know 30 minutes on this Facebook Live on these three points. Great, you know what they're gonna walk away with. Yeah. The third one is your offer strategy. And this is a piece that I see a lot of people not think through or forget to do. So the offer strategy, what are you offering? You know, based on the type of event, you're gonna be offering certain different types of opportunities to move forward with you. So if you're in a three-day sales and enrollment event, you're probably offering some type of high ticket program, your six month or your year long coaching program. If you are in a Facebook Live, you might be offering a free gift, right? A free call to action, but you need to have some type of call to action. Even if you're um, a guest on a clubhouse, let's say, you still want something that they can go, okay, I need to learn more. I only got the three things um, yeah. from Shay today, but I'm still missing the other two, for instance. And that could be part of your offering. So you want to make sure that you have some way for you to stay in touch with this audience and continue to support them in learning for their next steps. So that's number three. Number four um, event fundamental is your support team. Uh, this is huge. I have people that forget to take a look at this. They're like, oh, but I just jump on Zoom and I can just hit record and people will come in and they'll type in chat. Yeah, you can, but uh, you want to make sure that you have somebody that your support team can be, you know, like yourself, right? Setting up the studio so they can show up powerfully and you've taught them how to turn on the lights and have this certain program or whatever. But then during the event, you need to have somebody that's also supporting you so you stay in your genius zone. I think that's the key piece is yes, you can do all of the pieces, but you really shouldn't be 
because your objective is to pour into your audience. So for instance, I recently did my own summit. Um, I brought on, well, I think it was about seven of my clients to talk about, and I interviewed them on how they utilize events to grow their business. And we had people talking about content and retreats and, you know, a couple of my clients are, are millionaire businesses. It's like, how do they utilize this in their business structure? On that event, I could, because I know how to do it, I could do everything. However, I didn't because I know the importance of having teams supporting you. So I had team that was in contact with all of my speakers to make sure that they showed up on time. I had team that was watching the chat, sending me messages of things I needed to be aware of. I had team setting up all of the social media. I had, you know, so I had team supporting me, making sure I wasn't missing the key pieces that my audience was asking me. And then the fifth fundamental is your budget. You gotta look at the numbers, right? We wanna make sure that you don't lose your shirt on your event. Um, sadly, I've had people come to me and it's like, I don't know if I'm, I'm ready to get back into doing events. Um, I lost a lot of money. People didn't show up. I didn't have the right audience. They didn't pick up my offer. And we wanna make sure that we are looking at the numbers. Um, I, can, I can easily look at somebody's business and after a, a few questions, be able to tell them, okay, this is the type of event you should be doing based on where you're at in your business right now. And this is the budget you, you want to probably stay within. And then we put together the plan. We look at the audience. We look at the ticket sales. We create a ticket map so you don't lose your shirt. Because my goal and intention is to make sure that you have a powerful event and a profitable event. So that would be my five event fundamentals that I suggest everybody utilizes when they're hosting an event. I love it. We asked for three hacks and you gave us five fundamentals. That's so powerful and very generous of you. Give Absolutely. me one quick second while I um, deal with a screaming baby. All right, I should have paused it, but it's all right. Post-production. <laughs> I know. Thank God for post-production. <laughs> and thank God this is not a live event, right? Uh, right. That's one of the reasons <laughs> I don't do my podcast live. I know it's it's very easy to do. It's I, 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 I see people doing it all the time. They'll do a live event. They'll cut it up, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I just haven't gotten there yet because 
I want to pay more attention yeah. to my guest. You know, when I, I want to make sure that uh, the guest is getting all all the glory. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right, back on track. Shay, thank you so much again for sharing the five fundamentals, five event fundamentals. Really generous of you. All right. Now that we've got that squared away, we've got your story, we've got your um, motivation, what keeps you going, what you're looking to do in the future, and the five event fundamentals, let's jump quickly into the questions that I like to ask my guests. Perfect. What, I look forward to it. Let's do it. All right. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? A hobby I wish I got into. Um, I, I started to, and then I've gone away from it, uh, but it would be more landscape photography. Ooh, I love landscape photography, especially, you know, the one lens I want to try still is the tilt shift lens. Ooh, that sounds fun. It you can you can take photos of all sorts of I don't even know what it's capable to do, but you can literally take a picture of an of a mirror without seeing yourself in it. It's okay, really yeah, cool. that is really cool. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What did you want to be when you were a child? When I was a child originally, um, I was going to be a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, um, yeah, I can't tell people I have to put their dog down or their animal down. Let's switch to being a medical doctor because you can talk to people, you know. <laughs> it's a lot easier to tell people, <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we have to take the leg or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but originally I wanted to be a vet. Nice. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Well, uh, I think I have a number of them. So Princess Bride mm. would be one of my favorite movies. Um, Pitch Perfect. Uh, just because oh, yes. like, they like sing and dance and it's funny and comical. Um, and then my fiance is English. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we watch a lot of British things um, in our home. So uh, right now, I've never seen Peaky Blinders before okay. so i'm binging on that season right now but you know downton abbey and things along those lines are always really fun too nice i like it next question what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it sweet home alabama that's another one of my favorites <laughs> oh sweet home alabama is the one you want to be featured uh, as a character i could i could do that yeah you know use more of a creative mind and mm-hmm. be a designer and then you go back and you find your true love and you know they have a glass <laughs> shop together mm-hmm. and then they you know live in both worlds i think i like it because i'm somebody who can go and dig a hole and be on the ranch and doing all of that and then turn around and go to a michelin star restaurant mm-hmm. So it, she does that a little bit in the movie, right? She kind of goes back to her roots, but yeah. then can also do the New York fancy schmancy mm-hmm. runway shows. Nice. I like it. 
Um, next and last, no, next question. Who is your favorite superhero? I would be from X-Men, and that is the Phoenix. Oh, yes, Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's pretty cool. She's pretty cool. Yeah, I had a, a dream of this image, and it was, you know, when I was going through transition myself mm. and, um, you know, looking at it, it's like, okay, I was burning down. I was burning away that old piece of me and being reborn as a new, more powerful shape 2.0. Nice. Um, and had this image in my dream, ended up finding it online the next day and could never find it ever, ever, ever again. Wow. Right. But um, it was, it's just like, really? That's amazing. Mm -hmm. But um, I've always resonated towards the Phoenix and her character. I love it. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. I, I actually watched um, the second of the Fantastic Beast, and they had the Phoenix in that one, too. Really that's cool creature. Also. Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't know what that was Johnny Depp at first. I was like, wait, why does that guy look so familiar? And it's right? Johnny Depp playing that role. Uh -huh. Really cool. <laughs> and apparently in the new, uh, I don't know if you've uh, seen House of Dragons that just came back on or just yep. started. Yep. Matt Smith is the brother of the king. Now, I don't know if you know is who that how Matt he is? Smith is. Because I kept looking at him going, yes. like, gosh, he looks familiar. I know. Who is? I, like, I couldn't put my finger on it. from Doctor Who. I was like, oh, my oh. God, he looks so. They bleached okay. everybody's hair, so you, you can't really tell who's who. <laughs> All right, last question for the round. If you were a board game, what would it be? I was a board game. Oh. <sighs> Probably uh, Ticket to Ride. Mm, Ticket to Ride. I haven't heard of that game before, but... Mm -hmm. It's about trains and connecting trains. Um, so bridging the gap, right? Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, you pick up, I don't know, three or five cards and you have to go from, let's say, if it was the U.S. one, it would be San Francisco to New York, New York. Or, yeah. So you'd have to, like, build your train yeah. to get from point A to point B uh, and you know, somebody can block your path and how do you get around? And so it's like, you have to figure it out. Um, and then there's like different versions of it. There's a European version and they've got tunnels and things like that too. But I would say ticket to ride. That's so cool. Because you're connecting city to city. Yeah. It looks like a, a simpler version of the Catan, the settlers of Catan. I haven't heard of that one. You haven't heard of Settlers of Catan? It's pretty cool. Um, it's a combination of Monopoly and strategy and a little bit of this guy. Okay. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Last question. Or where can my superpreneurs find you? Oh, that's a really fun one. <laughs> so they can definitely uh, find me on the web, graceandeaseproductions.com, on all the social medias at graceandeaseproductions or at Shea Wheat. And then if uh, your audience is interested and they want to know what is the best event they should be utilizing right mm -hmm. now based on the phase of business that they're in, 
the best place for them to go is fivephases.info, and that's spelling out the word five, F-I-V-E, phases with an S, dot info, forward slash hacks and hobbies. And awesome. that way they can go ahead and download it. They'll have like a little flow chart to go yes, no, yes, no. And it'll tell you exactly where you're at, what phase of event leverage you're in and how to get to the next phase. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Shay, for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, and giving us the event fundamentals and hacks that we can immediately like if anybody's doing the show tomorrow, Danilo, hey, I got to have an ROS mm -hmm. run of show. Yep. We're already down to acronyms. <laughs> got to have my CTA, my ROS, my three <laughs> points to take away. Your ticket map and you're good to go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you again so much. We'll keep connected and talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. That was Shay Wheat, and I shouldn't be saying thank you guys because there's one of you listening to this podcast, and I want to make sure that you're listening. So thank you so much for your time. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today. 